Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just trying to learn more about the franchising field. Now, speaking of local entrepreneurs and franchisees, we've got one with us today, Kyle Kinsler, co-founder and co-president of Kinsler Brown Companies, correct? That's right. <laughs> here I am. Well, I appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. You betcha. Uh, I'm gonna. Thanks for having look, me. Yeah, we appreciate you. Well, you can thank me for that later. We'll see. Yeah. We'll wait, <laughs> wait 20 minutes into your future, and we'll see if you're still thanking me, Kyle. <laughs> so, you are you're a franchise owner, a multi-unit franchisee, and an area developer within mm-hmm. the Liberty Tax franchise industry, and a as we were talking about before, really a corporate refugee. Right? That's how you got oh, started. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, that way. So, kind of the same roads. Very so similar roads. Coming to the conclusion that uh, that's probably not the road, you know, so. Well, I'm going to have you tell me a little bit about your background because part of what we wanted to get in today and the primary unique topic of today is seasonal franchise opportunities mm-hmm. because you have, for a long time now, been running a seasonal franchise in the tax prep right. industry. And we got into a conversation about are there businesses that run on op- or have highs during opposite seasons that would be good for a portfolio of businesses. Right. So I'm here to get educated as much as anybody else is, you know, and I I have some questions for you and, you know, and like I said, we are in a seasonal business. Um, My season runs um, until April 18th of this year because the tax season is is, very definitive with. Right. So my end of season interviews start tomorrow. Okay. So my interview sheets were handed out to all the employees today. Yeah. So, so we're we're do, we're recording this podcast in early March. Right. Yeah, so. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So I, those were handed out today because this is the time of the year. Because my employees, they they since October, they've been like, well, I'm going to be in the tax business this year. I'm going to be in the tax business this year. You know what? In one month, tax season is over, and now they're wondering, what am I going to do? So yeah. it's so, so I've had those conversations with yourself about, you know, are there some opportunities, some seasonal things? Because we've just poured a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into our employees over the last six months, and I want to retain them, right? Yeah, yeah. And especially nowadays with the, the way that things had changed in our tax business. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm going array here, but just I some think of this the, is all very pertinent okay. to anybody that's in the but business the, but, world. <laughs> but my challenges are this. So we just spent, you know, we do paid training from October, November, December, Yeah, tons and tons of hours. We do paid, you know, versus our, a lot of our competitors, they don't do that. So right. we've got a lot invested into our employees long before they ever sit down with a customer. Um, so they're, they're very, very over-prepared. And unlike maybe 10 years ago in my, in my industry, basically you could get somebody and go through tax class with them for four or five days and have them up to speed in 20 hours and then get them. That's not like that anymore. So I, I think that we have one of the strongest staff that there is out there. They're the best trained. And I just, I rave about our employees all the time to everybody that I see. And I just, I just love what they're doing. That's fantastic. Um, but they will admit this and best training that they'd ever had but now I'm like, now what am I going to do after tax season rolls over? What are those opportunities that, that I could have? And and 
And you're so nice, Blake. Every year you send me a gift at the end of tax season, and it's just like I come home. <laughs> I know what it's like. I, co- I come home at the last day of tax season, and, like, there's something there, and it's from Blake. <laughs> and it's just like it gives me joy because I haven't had a whole lot of joy because it is a grind. You know, Dylan, so. add him back to the list. We got to deliver. <laughs> we took him off the list. We got to add him back. No, you can't. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. So that, that is, that is joy to me that you, that you do send a gift over and, and stuff like that. So, so when I met you the last, um, met last month here or whatever it was, and I says, yeah. let's, uh, you know, let's, we need to engage in those conversations and, you know, see what there is or what there might be out there. Sure. But my concerns are, you know, so I've got a staff that's, you know, they're educated. They're used to being behind a, a desk or, or that right. sort of thing. But, you know, mm-hmm. what's, a, what's a good fit for that? You know, neat thing is about having a tax and a bookkeeping business is that I already have my back office taken care of. I already have a tax <laughs> and a bookkeeping <laughs> side true. of my business. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty cool. That's very but true. We're out there to assist any other, you know, franchises or <laughs> other businesses that might need that as well. So that's what we specialize in. So, so that is a strength of ours. Yeah. But we still got to do the field work somewhere. Right? Well, and you're not... You're not the only business owner, the only local franchise owner that faces these types of challenges, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think you said it very well. You're, you know, and kudos to you for recognizing this, that labor is your most important asset. The people that you've invested resources Mm -hmm. in, and you, I mean, I know you, you care about the people that work for you. So how do you continue to leverage that to their advantage Right. And and to your advantage so that they continue to have a home, right? Right. Well, absolutely. And that is that is a difficult thing because I mean we are used to, you know, we have to lay off a good majority of our staff every year and then reinvent yep. things and you know, come in the next year and, and it's just and those there's not a lot of those people that are around, especially with all the education that you just poured into them. Why why would how could you lose that? Yes. Right? You know? Yeah. And if, especially if you're going to scale something, you know, I can't go in there and do taxes for all the tax offices that we have. Right. I just, you got to have people in positions to where they can lead, you know, from those particular positions. Yeah. Cause I can't just grid it out because I'm only one person. So I have to use the people that I have that are already in our system, of course. So, right. Right. So it's kind do of, you think the, the folks that, you know, you're kind of describing their role and they've, they've got a level of education and you've put some additional training into them. Are these folks that would appreciate a chance to get out from behind the desk every once in a while? Is that is that a, a reasonable consideration for it, it's different things mi- they might do? It's a real mix. It's a real mix. You know, I, I got into the tax business because I loved working with my hands. Yeah. Right. Well, after two back surgeries and a couple other, you know, things or whatever it is, and I said, I can't do this anymore, you know, type of thing. It's just like, it's just too hard on my body. I, yeah. I do love the manual labor, you know, types of doing things. But your and, body doesn't. And, but, but my body just doesn't. It doesn't go along with me. So so we get a, a wide array of different types of people that are, that come to us. Um, one of them being uh, uh, moms, you know, they have some of the best employees that I have is that they've been... You know, maybe they work for a CPA firm uh, for a number of years, and uh-huh. then they then they start to have children, and then they come back home, kind of like uh, Garth Brooks. You know, he went home for you know went back to the farm for a little while, and now right. he's kind of coming back out. Right. Well, there's superstars that are out there, and some of the best employees I've had are these you know people that have been idle for a number of years. In fact, okay. I got this one individual this year. He's been out of the workforce for 10 years, and uh, he was in the Air Force before, and now he's kind of reengaging in the workforce, and he's just like, man, I, it just he's, he's great, great people. 
Um, they got they got the integrity, the motivation, the enthusiasm to yeah. do the work. But you're just trying to look okay, what can I find for you to do next? Because you've got all the right attributes. Yeah. But yeah. you know, what other kind of skills could could we use you with? You know, in the off season type yeah. of things. So in, in the off season, to to reiterate, <laughs> I mean, you have a a very hard and fast off season, which is April mm-hmm. 18th, as you said. But so you're looking for other businesses where the busy season or a lot of the work to be done is late spring, summer, fall, right? Right, right. Because you start ramping back up in January, well, late yeah, December, January. Yeah, yeah, but we start really start ramping up, and they call it ramping up, or you know, we start sowing the seed for the upcoming tax season almost immediately after this last tax season is over. Yeah. But that doesn't take everybody. I mean, that takes your leadership is there because really a lot of my busiest time of the year is my off season. By the time tax season rolls around, me as yep. the owner – my, right. my employees are, are if you're, you get into the tax season, you hit the switch, and if we're, you're, you're either prepared or you're not, you know, so you, you can't do much about it. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's my biggest thing is my off season is yeah. getting them, everybody all ramped up and ready to go, which is our planting season, they call it. So I like it. I like yeah. it. So during that planting season, I mean, the, the obvious go-to in the franchising world when you talk about, you know, spring, summer, fall mm-hmm. are – Things that include outdoor services, you know, that could be right. outdoor commercial or residential services. Now, again, the consideration is you're going to have certain people who would be open to some of those service or labor roles. Right. And then there's going to be other people that are probably a lot more, um, a, a lot more appropriate <clears throat> or have a better skill set for the management roles within right. those organizations. Right, right. So when I talk about outdoor services, it could be, um, you know, it could be a, whether that's a roofing or a landscaping or exterior services. You might have a mix of folks where those folks that are really interested in getting out and using their hands, right? They're mm-hmm. more like you and their bodies still cooperate with them. Right. They might actually like that role. They're like, uh, there's biting insect franchises, right? So oh, yeah. I've looked at those eradication. too. In fact, I think that's one of the uh, Liberty Taxes, kind of almost like a sister company called Mosquito Joe's out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was one of them. It's yep. kind of started out in Virginia Beach, and I'm starting to see some of those signs around. But yep. uh, they saw that seasonality of it. But, yeah, but looking at that, but, you know, we might have a – you might also be looking if you're in the spring, summer, fall type of business, but then you go idle, you might be looking for something to do in the winter as well. Yeah. So there's that – you know, there's – No you know, question not about just it. The, you know, there's not just the, you know, the winter. And kind of one of the reasons I got into it, well, I when I first started with the uh, Liberty Tax franchises, I moved back from Omaha and I moved back up to North Dakota and I wasn't going to be a truck driver in the oil field. Yeah. And um, I figured either I needed to go on death or taxes – because <laughs> there is no because cons- I really wanted something there's always a demand for there's always things. a demand you know and, and um but but I'm like I'm going to North Dakota like what in the world am I thinking here going to North Dakota but you know but if I can go to North Dakota where it's so cold and I can have a lot of windows and I can at least I can look outside and I can be inside where it's warm type of thing during the winters and I can work real hard during the winters and then you kind of come out in the springtime it's, yeah it's fantastic though you're a very practical, pragmatic thinker, right? Yeah, you think? So, yeah. yeah, I had to find something, you know, positive in that. So, yeah, so that's what we did. So at least I had a good view of the winter right. from being inside. Yeah. So I did spend my fair share outside, too. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> so. You know, by the way, you said you've got, you know, folks who are in, you've already got your bookkeeping handle, et cetera. <clears throat> there are franchises in the bookkeeping industry. <clears throat> That give mm-hmm. you all the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Now, for somebody with your kind of organizational structure, 
the question would be, do they add the kind of value that would be worth the investment? But those those businesses exist. The you know, when you're a franchising geek like me, you kind of you dig deep into that hole of all the different categories. Right. That there are. And yes, those are out there. Right. So right. those folks that they want to keep practicing or implementing those same exact skills that they're that they're working on with you. And we there do might do the, be a really simple jump there. Yeah. No, we do do the bookkeeping, but we don't have that under the Liberty Tax umbrella. So that's where that <sighs> that's where kind of the Kinsler Brown come about, my business partner. And, right. Um, and he kind of takes more or less more of the bookkeeping side of things. I take care of more on the, on the tax side operations anyways. And, okay. Uh, but, I mean, he does he does do it all. Um, but, yeah, it is uh, it is an easier transfer over. The only thing is, is like when you, you're at the end of the year for the bookkeeping, when you're trying to get all your forms sent out, that's kind of when our peak of the tax season is too. So there is a little bit of a, a butting heads there when it comes to, you know, wearing both of those hats at the same time for the same employees, it can be yeah. difficult to do. So, yeah, I so it, it can it can get a little difficult with that. But but yeah. we get it done. We get it done. I, I mean, very. I mean, we've put on a lot of new employees in our our system here. This like I said last year, we put on nine new employees in um, coming into our tax offices this year, and every one of them is still with us except for a couple from one for other reasons other than our own, you know, that are with us. That's impressive. But yeah, that's, that was a huge thing for us is just that recruiting in the off season, you know, and going to all these career fairs and, you know, going to the, the colleges and through the grapevine and calling your tax customers and, you know, and everything to try to, you know, you know, simply the ones that, that were really good with people. We'd yeah. identify those as customers and they'd think, hey, you should be on the other side of this desk, you know, and, <laughs> you know, type of thing. So we, we, you know, we try anything and everything and getting employees, but then we train them up and, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so there, and so like, it's still like, I still have seven new employees, plus we have the existing employees that we have. So we got a, a lot of them that are out there that are looking to uh, keep engaged during this off season. So, so what do you say, Blake? Yeah. What do we got going on here, you know? So I'm going to come to you and we're going to talk some more about those particular <laughs> right. ideas. Fair enough. But yeah, as a business owner, that is a, that is something. And, you know, and some people, um, they're older, they can't uh, do a lot of different things. They're used to kind of being behind a desk and some are a little bit more scrappy. They can get out from right. behind a desk and, you know, so what, so what are we looking at there? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you bring up a really interesting point because it's, it's very easy to assume whether it's the owner's role or a manager's role very easy to assume that when you hear a business like you know home services landscaping etc in those businesses if you're only the practitioner running the business you're going to hit a wall right right Mm -hmm. there you're only going to be able to scale so far and the reason that franchises do well in those fields i'm preaching to the choir now is because they want to make sure that that franchise owner is working on the business right working on the development that's the only way they're going to Doing the recruitment, their, the franchisees are going to grow, or the yeah. franchisor and such. So yeah. exactly. So so even in a field like a landscaping or exterior, there is a role for that person that wants to be more in the white collar position, whether that's the franchise owner or a manager, mm-hmm. and they want that person to continue to develop and integrate their professional skills. And there's also a place for somebody that uh, has experience on the service level and prefers that, or at least prefers that for part of the year. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's important that we that we remain cognizant of the fact that just because it's that category doesn't mean that they can't fill multiple skill set roles within that one organization. Right. 
Right. And if you're good with people, and one thing I always maintain is I haven't told you, maybe I haven't told you this before, but a lot of my friends and my family will tell you, it's like, I was like, you know, I always thought of maybe driving an ice cream truck, you know, and in the off season going. Were you looking at my I, notes? No, I wasn't. But Were I, you looking caught, at my that notes? That caught me though. And I was just like, <laughs> I think that'd be the coolest job. And I was going to say summer, shaved let's ice. Go, but... Let's go, let's go fire up the ice cream truck and, you know, and go hand out smiles yeah. and stuff like that in the summer. To me, that would just. Bring me joy, you know, type Let, of thing. Uh, allow me to read. Sometimes <laughs> outdoor mobile and pop there, there really is yeah. stuff on these notes. People yeah. think that I'm just looking important, but outdoor mobile and pop-ups, <laughs> you know, something like uh, shaved ice or ice cream businesses. Right. right. So we're on the same wavelength here, Kyle. Yeah, I'm going to have to do something, right? So Yeah, yeah. And those can be, you know, the those service businesses or the mobile pop-ups, they don't have the same kind of, you know, so the part of the investment you're making with Liberty Tax and helping other people make, because part of your role is to find businesses for other people under the Liberty Tax umbrella, correct? Right. Yeah. So part of what you, I mean, there has to be a bricks and mortar, right? And there's some build out and there's lease negotiation. One of the advantages of businesses in some of these categories, these off-season ones, would be whether it's a mobile pop-up or a home right. service one, it can you can run it from home. Right. Uh, or anything logistics. that you do need. Yeah, logistics-wise, you know. Yep. We do have, one thing that we do have as an advantage that we'd have is, you know, that we do have the office space, and for the most part, it's very vacant. I mean, it's like crickets oftentimes. You yeah. Know? More and more, it seems like there's a lot more drive-by. We get a lot more traffic, uh, you know, year-round in our tax offices. But, yeah, but we already have storefronts there. So. Yep. And, uh, you know, when you have real estate that's at night, all that's not doing a whole lot of good. So, you know, can you share that storefront with an auxiliary type of business? You know, what, what might that be? Yeah, you know, so. and, and I bet you you have a, a clue or two of how to utilize that to your advantage when it comes to tax preparation time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Multiple businesses under the same roof, right? <laughs> absolutely. Following every single IRS guideline, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to make sure everything's secure, you know, where it's supposed to be. And, yep. and that's, yep. for, that's for sure. So, yeah. Well, believe it or not, we're coming up on our... Uh, rolling up the end of this episode really it won't be the last of our conversations okay. that's for sure hey your business partner has to come in here afterwards that's I, right. I know you kept saying that you didn't want him to get any time but we got to do that <laughs> there is another side to the house of your business so what are the kind of questions you have for me well i, I got i got the one big deep question what's that and there's no right or wrong answer but it's it makes you think and that is oh boy what do you hope your 80-year-old self says about you? Well, I, and I, you hit it on the, at least I tried. You know, I, I did try. And if I, you know, I went down swinging. If I ever went down, I, I'm not down. But, you know, you and I, we had, we talked a little bit before this interview here, like we were kind of, parallel like climbing the corporate ladder right and stuff like that and it's just like and i and i knew at the time it says i can't do this for the next 30 years yeah i won't you know you had little kids and i had little kids or whatever it may be and things were going great and i mean i was doing exceptionally well um at 30 at the i'm still in my early 30s and i says i just can't go this route any longer type of thing but i don't want to see myself when i'm retired that i didn't try I didn't try to go out and do something for myself. I mean, it's not natural that not everybody is an entrepreneur. But if you are, if you do have entrepreneur blood, like like I, I feel like I grew up. My father, we had a family business, and uh -huh. it was just his entrepreneurship was in my blood. Um, but 
yeah, there wouldn't be, there's no regrets there anyways. And I love it. And guess what? I failed plenty. Sure. But do I look back at the failures and say, man, I wish I would have taken this. If I would have just gone this way, I would have been so much better. Or what? There's no regrets because I took that road and I'm living with that. Now I'm just going to make whatever I can. What's the next opportunity? Yeah. It's fun that way. It is. It just is. And you have had, that began for you, leaving that corporate ladder, uh, 20 years of success in entrepreneurship, helping other entrepreneurs grow their dream and a whole team. Right. And growing individuals and their professions and their careers. So congratulations on that. I appreciate that. Thank you for everything that you do too, as well, Blake, um, that you can provide opportunities um, that are out there for for individuals. I've always looked looked up to you for that. And... You know, let's just kind of see what's under the next or the next horizon here for us. And, you know, so I continue. I think we're going to continue to have some of these conversations going. Forward Absolutely. For sure, so, well, very kind compliments. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here with us today. Thanks a lot, Blake. Yeah. And thanks to all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. There's a lot of stuff that we threw into this episode. So remember, don't keep it a secret. Share it if you know somebody who could benefit or gain from what we just heard from Kyle Kinsler of Kinsler Brown Companies and Liberty Tax. So share, like, subscribe, and follow. And please, if you see anything that would be beneficial to somebody you know, let them know about the Heartland Franchise Guy podcast. We'll see you here again soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. All right. Huda Media Production.